Morning, everybody. We are thrilled that you're watching this morning and we believe that the message that we're gonna share today is a call of the Holy Spirit to the global church right now. And you know, the world is so desperately needing the church to arise. And so we pray that you will listen carefully and that God will truly impart to you today something that is gonna uh, take you to another spiritual level and also really help us uh, bring about a difference in the world that so desperately needs heaven's intervention. So Greta's gonna share first and then um, I'm gonna come back and share as well. So God bless you as you listen. Thank you. Hi, everybody. Um, it's just wonderful to be joining with you as you are watching um, in your homes, in our nation, and perhaps in other nations as well. Well, you know, God is speaking a number of things, but one of the things I feel He is saying is this word, and the word is fight. And it's to do with what Jesus said in Matthew 6, 33. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be given you as well. And Jesus told us to pray, Father, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. And we know that the devil violently opposes the kingdom. So there is a spiritual battle going on for the soul and destiny of our nation, New Zealand, and other nations. You know, globally, we see ample evidence of this. These are days of intensifying spiritual warfare in the earth. That is why we must fight. We need to pray persistently and fast if we can. The church is called to be a house of prayer for all nations. And I believe the Lord is calling all of us to new levels of prayer and fasting. You know, God gives a fantastic promise in 2 Chronicles 7.14. He says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and I will heal their land. And that is what I'm crying out, Lord, heal New Zealand, heal the nations. Several years ago in a vision, I saw Jesus standing as the Lion of Judah. And then I heard a sound and it was an incredibly loud roar. I could never imitate it. And the blast of Jesus' breath swept across New Zealand. And what happened next was a great sweeping in of many unsaved into the kingdom of God. And in one of the similar visions in other nations, I saw the reason why Jesus roared. And it's interesting, that nation was Australia when we were, we were there a couple of years ago. And dotted all over the country, I saw people, they were on their knees doing 2 Chronicles seven fourteen, And that is what elicited that great roar of the line of Judah. And I feel prophetically the Lord is calling his church, rise up and roar, release the roar of prayer and worship and your roars will release the lion of the tribe of Judah's roar over the nations. God is raising up a global army of prayer warriors to partner in his purposes and he's off to new recruits, especially the young generation. 
He intends a fresh outpouring of his Holy Spirit for revival and a great awakening in the nation. There is an unprecedented harvest of salvation coming and prayer will usher it in. You know, Father's heart is the salvation of your family, your neighbors, and the nations. Mission is his passion. And a new wave of missions is coming, a mass mobilization of this unfire army who will advance the kingdom of God in the earth. These are some of the greatest days, I know the most difficult as well, that we are living in. And I love this. The Bible says the prayers of one person, one righteous person, are powerful and effective. Our prayers together have the power to influence the future destiny of New Zealand and other nations. And here are three things that we can fight for. First, fight for our nation, or if you're in another nation, fight for that nation there, that we will be a sheep nation and not a goat nation. Let's ask God to impart a persevering spirit like Winston Churchill. He was the Prime Minister of Great Britain in World War II. And when disaster faced them as a nation, this was his response. We shall defend our island whatever the cost. And of course he had a very deep voice which I can't emulate. We shall fight on. We shall fight on. We shall fight on. And he said it five times. Our policy is to wage war with all our might and with all the strength God can give us. Our aim, one word, victory, however long and hard the road may be. Second thing, fight for salvation and transformation of society. You know, we fight from love because God so loved the world. It grieves his heart to see lost broken, sick and suffering people. His intention is redemption, restoration and flourishing. Let's ask God to impart to us a fighting spirit like William Booth, the founder of the Salvation Army. I quote, while women weep as they do now, I'll fight. While little children go hungry as they do now, I'll fight. While men go to prison in and out, in and out as they do now, I'll fight. While there's a drunkard left, a poor lost girl upon the streets, while there remains one dark soul without the light of God, I'll fight, I'll fight to the very end. That is the persevering and fighting spirit God wants us to have. And thirdly, fight for true freedom. You know, throughout the nations, there are multitudes who are slaves to sin and bondages and also slaves to fear and hopelessness. And in the 1800s in America, Harriet Tubman courageously led hundreds of literal slaves to freedom. Let's pray how she prayed. I pray to God to make me strong and help me fight. And that's what I've prayed ever since. This week, Boris Johnson, the UK Prime Minister, said that Putin had fatally underestimated the willingness of the Ukrainian people to fight and the resolve of the West. Here's our question. Are you willing to fight? Will you resolve to fight? You know, we fight in the power of the Holy Spirit alone. 
And he wants to impart to us that fighting spirit and a fire of persevering prayer. So here is our challenge to each one of us. Will you take your stand and fight for the kingdom of God to come in New Zealand and the nations of the world? God bless you. Of course, the Apostle Paul um, says that our fight is not against people. It's against principalities, powers and darkness. And I believe that what Greta has shared is a call uh, for the church right now not to be passive, but to fight the spiritual battle. And one of the greatest weapons that God has given us is the weapon of prayer. And so I want to talk about the uh, prayer, the kind of prayer that changes the world. I think prayer is one of the most powerful activities that God has given us to do. And because of that, I think it's one of the things that the enemy will fight us in the most. Uh, it's probably the hardest area of the Christian life to be consistent in. I discovered I can watch television uh, for an hour real easily, but to pray for an hour requires more discipline, more effort, more focus. I can read a magazine or book for half an hour, be on the internet for half an hour, but to read my Bible for half an hour, again, even though I know its words are so life-giving, that requires a discipline and a commitment. And, and Jesus explained, the reason why. Uh, he, said, uh, he said, you know, stay alert and pray. Otherwise, temptation will overtake you for the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. And everybody uh, watching this today, you would agree that prayer is powerful, prayer is important, and, and our spirit agrees with that. But when it comes to doing it, you know, our human nature will fight us. And so we need to understand that Basically, a lot of things happen in the world because the church doesn't pray. And yet if we did pray, then we would see amazing thing happen. Uh, speaking of the modern church's lack of power, revivalist led in Ravenhill said this, we have many organizers, but few agonizers. Many players, few prayers. Many singers, few clingers. Lots of pastors, few wrestlers. Many fears, few tears. Much fashion, little passion. Many interferers, few intercessors. Many writers, but few fighters. Failing here, we fail everywhere. Or I like to put that in the positive. If we succeed there, we will succeed everywhere. So God needs the church to be strong in prayer. We need to become great in prayer, but great prayers are not born. They are fashioned and made. And we all have to start somewhere and it doesn't matter where you start. Um, God doesn't mind us, our feeble faltering steps. I love these prayers of children that I read recently. Uh, these are actual prayers these kids pray. David age seven says, Dear God, I need a raise in my allowance. Could you have one of your angels tell my father, thank you. And this is Debbie, age seven. Dear God, please send a new baby for mummy. The new baby you sent last week cries too much. And this is Angela, aged eight. Dear God, this is my prayer. Could you please give my brother some brains? So far, he doesn't have any. And we might chuckle as we listen to those innocent prayers direct from the heart of children. But you know what? God is not after religiously complicated prayers. He just wants us to pray as His children from our hearts. And we have to start somewhere. 
Now, the good news is that Jesus taught us where to start. He taught a pattern for prayer that I think has been overlooked, but one which the Holy Spirit is bringing back to our attention in this hour. One day Jesus was praying and the disciples were listening. And I think they were so impacted by how they heard Him praying to His Father that when He'd finished, one of them said, Lord, teach us how to pray. And this is his answer found in Luke 11, verses two to four. When you pray, say, our Father in heaven, hallowed or holy be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our sins for we also forgive everyone who sins against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. And Christians throughout history have called that the Lord's Prayer. Millions of people uh, in history and alive today have memorized that and they, and they recite it and that can be meaningful. But I don't believe that the Lord Jesus was actually teaching us a prayer to recite. I think He was revealing a pattern for us to follow. So let's look at this, uh, this pattern and we'll break it into two parts. And we're going to look at the second part first, because you see, the second part is all about you and me. It starts off, give us this day, give us this day our daily bread. Well, that's kind of the material things that you and I need for life. That is finance, jobs, health, housing, transportation, relationships, guidance, et cetera, et cetera. It's all those practical areas that you and I need for life. It's praying for provision. And Father is a good God. He wants to provide for His children. Secondly, Jesus said to pray, forgive us our sins as we forgive others. Uh, that is praying for purity. And we, uh, you know, we're to ask that the Lord would forgive the stumbling that we make, the sins that we commit, that we don't want to commit, and He will forgive us. And also He puts a condition of forgiveness on our willingness to forgive others is going to be the same as His willingness to forgive us. You know, unforgiveness doesn't imprison the person that offended you. It imprisons you. It imprisons me. And God doesn't want us in a prison. And I remember us praying for a lady in Australia some years ago, and she'd had 60 years of back pain. And uh, when we discovered how it had happened, uh, it, it, it was uh, due to her um, holding her newly born baby sister and then she fell off the chair. Her baby rolled onto the floor, but was okay. She was injured, but her mother only ever scolded her. And that had put a, a, that had put a wound in her heart. And for 60 years, she'd carried resentment towards her mother. When we led her in a prayer of forgiveness and prayed for her back, she was completely set free from 60 years of back pain. It just shows you the power of forgiving others. So what, we, what the Lord is saying there when we're to pray for forgiveness for us and our others is pray for purity, purity. And then thirdly, Jesus said uh, to pray that we would not be led into temptation, but we would be delivered from the evil one. And that is asking for protection. 
from sin and from Satan. Now that's not praying out of fear, that's praying out of wisdom. And it's a wise thing to, to pray uh, that God would protect us, our children, our finances, our possessions, our ministry, our careers, whatever it is that the Lord would protect our soul, our mind, our sleep. Uh, not, as I said, out of fear, but just out of wisdom to preempt anything that the enemy might do. When you pray for protection, that's exactly what God is going to do. So to summarize the second half of the Lord's Prayer, it's all about you and I having our needs met for provision, for purity, and for protection. And Father God loves to meet all those needs. The problem with much of the church globally, at least in the Western world, is this, that we have been trapped in the second half of the Lord's Prayer. And for many believers, our prayer lives have been reduced to simply a means to have our needs met. And while that's legitimate, it's only half the story. And I believe that the Holy Spirit is calling the church globally to shift from the second half of the Lord's Prayer into the first half of the Lord's Prayer. We'll continue to pray the second half stuff, but we need to respond to His shift to make the first half the priority because Jesus put it at the top of the prayer for a reason. So let's look and see what that's all about. The first part of the Lord's Prayer is actually all about God having His needs met. It begins, we're told to pray, our Father, hallowed be your name. This is worship. This is the call to worship. We say our Father because we have a relationship. God is not some slot machine that we put slots of prayers in and He answers. This is not mechanical. God didn't make prayer mechanical. He called prayer to be a relationship and He wants us to have intimate connection with Him as Father and with Jesus as our Saviour. And so here we come addressing Him as our Father, as our Lord, and we worship Him. We honour Him. We pray that His name would be honoured throughout the earth. We pray that the name of Jesus would be exalted throughout the earth. This is worship. It's prayer is not a duty, but it's a relationship. Great praying flows out of great intimacy. Because you see, in, in that time that we take to worship, to be still before Him, uh, to, to love Him, we begin to hear His heartbeat for a broken world. And when you know how God's heart beats for a broken world, your prayers are going to be energized and become powerful. And then Jesus said uh, that we are also to pray to the Father that His kingdom would come and that His will would be done on earth as it is in heaven. That really is war and mission. It's asking for heaven to invade earth. It's asking for the will of God to be established on earth. And of course, that's going to be resisted by sinful people. It's going to be resisted by satanic powers. And so when we begin to pray that way, there's going to be contention. There's going to be conflict spiritually. That's where the fight that Greta talked about needs to come in. We cannot run from the fight. We are called to be fighters. When Jesus said, pray the kingdom would come, he's saying, I'm enlisting you in my army. And I think some of us have gone AWOL and God is saying, no, come back. 
All is forgiven. Come back and be recruited again. When we pray for the kingdom to come, we are really praying for things like we're praying for the salvation of people that we care about. We're praying for the powers of darkness to fall that influence the affairs of people. We're praying for society to be transformed, spiritual awakening and revival to come, governments to be righteous. Those are the sorts of areas that we're praying. Wouldn't it be great to see God's kingdom, righteousness, peace and joy in every nation on planet earth? One day we'll see it when Jesus comes back, but now we're told to pray that heaven would come to earth. Long before Jesus returns, we have been tasked with praying heaven would come to earth. As one pastor said, our destination is heaven, but our assignment right now is to bring heaven to earth. And you know, of course, mission is involved, sharing the gospel with family and friends. And many people, I believe, are getting more and more open. But one of the great powerful things that you and I have to see people saved, nations transformed, is prayer. Here's the challenge. Can you invest time in the kingdom of God through prayer? Could you give the Lord 10, 15 minutes each day to pray according to the pattern of the Lord's Prayer, or half an hour, or an hour. Could you get on your own with God and pray? See, I love spontaneous prayer. You and I, we can pray anywhere, any place. You can be driving the car. You can be doing the gardening. You can be out on the golf course. You could be just shooting up a quick prayer to the Lord or having a quick conversation with Him anytime, any place, anywhere. And I love that, that we, you know, we don't have to be in church to pray. We don't have to be in a prayer meeting to pray. We can be anywhere. But you know, Jesus, as well as spontaneous prayer, He talked about another type of prayer. And I call it focused prayer. Jesus said, when you pray, go into your bedroom and shut the door and pray. And your father who sees in secret will reward you openly. Now he wasn't saying you can only pray in your bedroom. He was just saying, there's gotta be space in our life each day that we shut the world out. We shut the door on the world. It could be your bedroom. It could be your lounge. It could be a strip of beach you love to walk or walking alongside a river or walking in the forest or going up on a hilltop or walking around the neighbourhood. Basically, you are shutting the door on the world and you are focusing your attention uh, for prayer. See, Leonard Ravenhill, to quote him again, said the secret of praying is to pray in secret. You say, well, how I do that? You know, some of you watching, you might have zero minutes a day focused prayer. Might be, you you know, you occasionally spontaneously pray. Uh, Some of you watching, you might be on the go already and you are into this and you're praying for a certain time each day. It's not so much the time, it's just the regularity of it. And my challenge is wherever you're at, whether it's zero focused prayer or you're already on the way, 15 minutes, half an hour, an hour, My challenge is, can we go beyond where we are? Because you see right now, the world needs the church to go beyond where we are in prayer and in mission. And if we don't go beyond where we are, we're just gonna continue to see the powers of darkness messing up nation after nation when God is getting ready to pour out His Spirit on all flesh and He wants a great harvest of souls in the nation, but He will not do it without the prayers 
members of the church and the missionary activity of the church. So my challenge is, can you go beyond where you are? If it's zero, can you give the Lord 10 minutes a day? If, it's, if you're already on the road, can you just take it a little bit further? You say, well, how do I do that, David? Pray through the Lord's Prayer. Start with worship. Put on some worship music, sing along or sit quietly. Open up a psalm and pray it back to God and worship Him and praise Him. Thank Him for what He's doing and just love on Him. And that that could be five minutes right there. And then pray that the kingdom would come. Pray for lost souls in your life to be saved. Pray for nations to be touched and healed. Pray for revival. Pray for government to be righteous. There's so many things the Holy Spirit will show you. That could be another five minutes easy. And then you get onto your own needs, daily bread, forgiveness and protection. And before you know it, quarter of an hour is gone just like that or half an hour or even an hour. Sometimes the Holy Spirit will stop you on one thing, just on worship or just on your daily needs and, and just go with the rhythm of what He wants. We need to go beyond where we are. We're having a three-day fast this week, Tuesday to Thursday. Hey, some of you are gonna do the whole three days. That's great. Some of you may never have tried that. My encouragement is just go beyond where you are. Maybe one meal a day and then pray through that that time, whatever it is, just take a step to go beyond where you are. Because when you add fasting to prayer, it's like putting super rocket fuel in the missile. The Archbishop of Canterbury, Justin Welby says, without prayer, there will be no renewal of the church. And without renewal of the church, there is very little hope for the world. And Charles Spurgeon, that great Victorian preacher said this, he said, whenever God determines to do a great work, He first sets His people to pray. And I believe and greater believe, we believe with all our heart that the Holy Spirit is setting people to pray all over the earth right now. And our challenge is, hey, you and I, Can we be part of that army that He's setting to pray because He wants to do a great work in the world? You know, last year, over the second half of the year, I felt a nudge from the Holy Spirit to write a new book. And you know what? Interestingly, it just came out this week um, before I knew that Greta and I would be sharing this with you. And it's called How to Pray and Change Your World. And uh, the people that have read it so far, we sent it to 15 or 20, they're all saying, this is inspiring me to take my prayer life to a whole new level. And it's simple, it's basic, but if you're a beginner or you're a seasoned prayer warrior, you're gonna find uh, tools in this book that will help you become more powerful in prayer. And so that's being released. You can order a copy through the church office. Uh, We really would love to see it. Normally it should be $25. We're gonna let it go for 20. If you wanna get three or more copies, it'll just be $15. We just wanna get it out into people's hands uh, to help people be set to pray. And so do check that out. As I wrap this up, I once heard a motivational speaker tell the story of the lion and the antelope. The lion was asleep, but it was awakened by hunger pangs and it stirred itself and it stood up. And catching the scent of the antelope herd, it began to stalk the group, focusing on a straggler. Of course, it pursued the hapless animal, chased it down, killed it and had its dinner. The motivational speaker asked the question, when was it all over for the antelope? And the answer he said was the moment the lion stood up. 
He hadn't caught the prey, but the moment he stood up, it was all over for the antelope. I believe that God is calling Christians to be lions. Proverbs 28.1 says, The righteous are as bold as a lion. It's time to stand up in prayer and in faith, to be victors, not victims. Let go passivity and prayerlessness and intercede for a world that desperately needs heaven's interventions. When lions stand up, everything changes. When lions stand up and pray, Jesus also stands. There are times in history when Satan, the roaring lion, threatens God's people and the nations. But when the lion of the tribe of Judah stands up, the devil's roar is nothing. The Lord will defeat him. What makes him stand up? What makes the Lord Jesus stand up in heaven? It's when God's people begin to rise in prayer and say with the psalmist of old in Psalm 68 verse one, let God arise and his enemies be scattered. Another way of saying, let your kingdom come, let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I believe it's time that the church stood up in prayer and that we went beyond where we are and took another step into the realm of prayer. And, and Greta and I are going to pray into this in a moment, asking that the Holy Spirit would impart an anointing to you that are watching, that you would receive something today, a spirit of prayer that will galvanise you to just go. I'm not asking you to become a great prayer warrior overnight, but just to take another step in prayer. But before we do that, you can only pray to God if you're one of His children. He cannot hear those that aren't His children. You say, well, how do I become a child of God? The Bible tells us in John 1 verse 12, that as many that received Jesus, who believed in His name, that He was the Messiah and Saviour of the world, God gave them power to become children of God. And you may be watching today that you've never given your life to Jesus Christ, never asked Him to forgive you from your sin. Well, we wanna be able to, I invite you to pray a simple prayer in a moment where you can give your life to Christ. Uh, maybe you're watching and you did that long ago, but you know that you've walked right away from God and today the Lord is calling you back home. So I'm gonna ask us all, if you're watching right now, if you want to be included in this prayer, I'm gonna ask you to pray this prayer with me out loud in your living room, your bedroom, wherever you're watching from this morning. I encourage you to pray it after me and mean it with all your heart and God will answer. Here we go. If you're giving your life to Christ or coming back to Him, pray this now. Lord Jesus, I ask you to forgive me for all my sins. I'm sorry, Lord, and I turn from them and I turn to you. I believe that you died on a cross and rose again from the dead. So I now open the door of my life and ask you to come and live in me. Lord Jesus, I now receive you into my life. Amen. Well, if you prayed that prayer, please do contact the church office. Uh, there'll be an email that'll come up on the screen just to let somebody know that that's what you did. And, and, and you know, in sharing that, it helps seal what you've done. It's very, very important to do that. So we're going to pray uh, that God will touch you this morning and bless you. Uh, and may you receive an impartation of Holy Spirit power. 
So, you know, one of the things is when we hear a message, uh, it's great, but it doesn't necessarily give us the power to do it. We need the help of the Holy Spirit. And just in these closing minutes, Greta and I would love to pray that the Holy Spirit would overshadow you wherever you are and that He would impart fresh power into your life uh, to, for you to rise to a new level in prayer. And as we said, this is not just for us. This is for a world that God so dearly loves. So just open up your heart as we pray now. Yes. Let's pray. Holy Spirit, thank you that it is in your power alone that we can fight in prayer. And I would just invite you, wherever you are, would you just lift your hands to receive from the Holy Spirit as we release his anointing. In the name of Jesus, I release the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Receive that fighting spirit that will empower you to fight in prayer. Receive a fresh fire of fervent prayer that you will burn for Jesus, that you will burn with love for the world and the things that he loves for his purposes. Just receive that now in Jesus' name. I'm just going to invite you to stand in your homes. Um, and I'd love to pray that God would empower you to take another step in prayer, to go beyond where you are. And sometimes when we do a physical action, it helps us release faith. And so what I'm going to ask you to do, if you know you want to go beyond where you currently are and receive that anointing uh, for fresh prayer, fresh prayer vigor, then I'm going to ask you as you're standing there just to take a step forward saying, Lord, I'm stepping into a new level. And as you do that, in, in right now, may the Spirit of the Lord come upon you. May the anointing of the Holy Spirit touch you now. I release that anointing. I release the spirit of prayer and grace upon you. That your prayer level, level, your prayer life will go to a new level. You will go beyond where you are. If you are a beginner, you will suddenly find a greater fluency in prayer. If you're a prayer warrior, you will step into a whole new realm that nations will be given to you to pray and intercede for wherever you're at right now. I release you into another step and may the Spirit of God anoint you mightily and may you discover in these days that lie ahead your prayer life changing in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, thank you for listening. And as you begin to do that, just know this. Remember, we still have weak flesh. <laughs> we, 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 it'll still fight us. And somebody said there's three Ds to prayer, desire, discipline, and delight. You know, hopefully, as Greta and I have shared, you have the desire to pray. And the trouble is we want to go from desire to delight in one hit, and we can't. There's a word called discipline in the middle. And as we just decide, Lord, I'm going to give some time each day for prayer, that's discipline. But I want to tell you this, as you maintain that, the Spirit of God is going to bring you into delighting in prayer and delighting in you seeing God do answers in the earth, in your family, in your life. So God bless you as you step into a whole new level of prayer that will change your world and the world around you.